This is an RNZ podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child. I'm Catherine Ryan, and here we draw on my conversations with experts on Nine to Noon to help you navigate family life. Well, what makes a new dad into a great father? A parenting programme in Nelson aims to help in that process. The free 10-week course is available to all new dads, stepdads. It also includes men awaiting the birth of their first child. It's part of a Ministry of Social Development Whānau Resilience Programme and is run by a family violence specialists, FVS, Living Safe, in partnership with the organisation Perinatal Support Nelson. Aaron Agnew is the course facilitator and is with us from Nelson. Kia ora and welcome to Nine to Noon. Uh, kia ora, Catherine. How are you? I'm really well, thanks. Tell me a little bit about your um, background and um, the expertise and skill that you bring to the programme. Yeah, so me personally, um, yeah, well, I guess my background is uh, working with family harm. That's where I'm, what I'm, my job is at, um, currently at SVS Living Safe. Um, so I've been here about five or six years now. And then, and previously before that, I was working with groups in all sorts of different formats in um, terms of the justice sector and um, also in adventure therapy. Um, yeah, and then, and then personally, I'm also a dad to um, twin three-year-olds, so that gives me some personal <laughs> insights and things. Personal insights, in, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Twins first ups... Um, Double the shock, isn't it? That's for sure. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Tell me a little bit more about how the pilot came about. Yeah, well, so we're a, we're a family harm um, specialist organisation, and, and we were lucky enough to get some funding through the Ministry of Development to um, look at whānau resilience. And so, essentially, we went out to the community and, and um, asked them what what do you need for to have healthier, um, safer families. And one of the things that really came back, amongst other things, was that parenting is so difficult and, and quite a shock um, that that's an area that really puts stress on families which is was yeah not really a surprise but what when we went down further was that even mums and dads were both saying that you know there's stuff for mums out there um, we talk more openly we connect more um, regularly around things um, there's programs out there for mums but not so much for dads um, and dads are less likely to talk about things in a maybe a bit more of a deeper level as well so that really kind of like set us on the scene to um, right. We nearly to, really need to um, plug that gap, and and luckily enough, at the same time, I was also at a meeting um, where I was talking with someone from Perinatal Support Nelson, and they were talking about how they were seeing sort of um, a gap for dads as well, and they really wanted to do something about it. So we brought our expertise of like um, working with family harm and um, safe relationships, um, and working with men in groups, and they brought their expertise of you know working with perinatal um, depression and working with mums and, and sort of all of that stuff that goes on in those first two years of um, life for a child. So it's worked out really well. It's a very vulnerable time uh, for an individual, um, for for a couple, of course. And look, for many it goes well and there's lots of um, family support or um, they're uh, you know really resilient and good place to be parenting. And for others it's just um, an almost overwhelming um, experience. Wherever people are at, there are things that can help, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it's such an overwhelming time of life when you have this whole new human being come into um, a relationship into your finances, into your time, um, into your emotional and mental availability. It's yeah, there's a lot going on, and um, you know if you don't have the support available, some people are lucky enough; they've got lots of support around them, and that's really good. Um, so some people have had really good role models in their upbringing, um, so they're able to access some of those kind of skills that they've been taught. Other people, not so much, and um, you know, 
finding a way that we can support people to learn things, to grow their awareness, um, and particularly dads who are not necessarily going to come up and talk about some of these um, things, you know, possibly about their role modelling that they might have received as a child and things. Um, but having a place that they can talk about those things and share those things um, has been really valuable and really important. So gaining some of that support. It's also about feelings and managing feelings, and feelings are overwhelming at this time, <laughs> along with lashings of fatigue. And, oh, yeah. you know, again, if you don't have the skills to recognise what's happening to yourself or to someone else and the mm. skills to manage it, mm. then that's when we can get into dangerous territory. Yeah, yeah. So we, we spend a lot of time talking about, oh, sort of as I was mentioning before, like role modellings. What what did you see? Was your dad a person who sort of went out to work all day and just left everything up to the to the mother? Or um, were your parents even together and things like that? So what they come with is, is one thing, but then also what, what we can um, inform them about, I guess. So looking at things like lifestyle, well-being, you know, what does your day um, look like? What does your emotional needs look like? You know, where do you look after yourself? Where do you allow time to look after your partner? Um, the mother of the child um, how do you have time just for you and the child or just for the mum and the child or just for you and the parent together um, the other parent together like all of those things are sometimes not even questions that um, come up because it's so overwhelming at the time like you've got all these things and there's so many demands um, you know you've got more more demands and less time to do things so um, a lot of the time it's just survival so it's really, um, it's really a testament to the guys that have come to our group and to their family that they've allowed them to come out and actually spend this time to invest. So hopefully it's um, giving them skills and awareness to take forward into their future family. So the target is dads with, with young kids, right, under the age of two. Yep. Um, and can you tell me a little bit more about how you've structured the 10 sessions? Like, does it build logically and progress logically? Could you explain in a bit more detail? Yeah, for sure. So um, we, you know, the 10 sessions, um, we spent a lot of time at the start just building that trust and respect because it isn't necessarily an easy place to come and talk about some of the struggles that you might be going with So, um, with other people. So just building that trust and respect um, amongst everybody is where we start. And then sort of flowing through that, yeah, we talk about, um, uh, you know, what role model do you want to be? What role modelling did you get as a father? Um, balance and lifestyle. We talk about um, relationships, the difficulties of relationships and what how it is for the other person um, and thing, and different skills and techniques you know you, you can to help listen and understand the other person. Um, we talk about mental health um, you know one in one in ten dads um, do suffer from um, postnatal depression and I think it's one in five mums so talking about that and just bringing that in, out into the open and seeing what they recognize in themselves and in their, in, their, um, in the mother of the child um, talk about emotions, talk about general parenting strategies, um, talk about stress and the brain development, you know, the thousand days, and, and then also what do they do to help um, bring calm to themselves as well as to their child or to their partner. So a whole lot of different ranges of um, things to be aware of, so just bring it into the awareness, but also ways that you can then manage that. What is it that, that, that happens? Uh, do you ask questions Right, and so and yeah, then perhaps like, the group responds. Are they, and also, yeah. how many typically do you have in a group? Yeah, so our, our group is um, sort of probably eight is where we're at at the moment, um, which is quite good. You know, for a pilot, we're quite quite happy with that, and hopefully, it's going to build in the future. Um, but the way the group runs is the we you know we we'll ask questions and put videos up to help stimulate conversation. But 
once we've got that trust and respect in the group, then it's about the guys coming forward and sharing some of their own personal stories. And what generally happens from that is things take on a life of their own, and we just help guide and facilitate that discussion so it makes sure that it stays on purpose and um, works in a beneficial way. So, and that is, um, you know, that in itself is very, very helpful. Finding other people who are in the same situation as yourself, you can feel, you know, you don't feel so alone, you don't feel so isolated. Um, and getting men talking about, you know, mental health and emotional vulnerability um, is really helpful. And so some of the guys are already talking about, like, I'm going back to my workplace and I'm asking my mates actually how it, how it is and not just taking that first answer, but actually just asking a little bit more, pushing a little bit more to get them to talk a bit more about what's going on in their families, what going, what's going on in their own personal life so that we can bring some of that stuff out and people don't feel so isolated and alone. They are a range of, a range of ages. I don't think you have ten teens there, Um not at the moment anyway, and is that by conscious decision or is it just who's presented at the moment? Yeah, just just who sort of um who yeah, who's who's sort of interested and available. Um we don't necessarily gonna put any restrictions on anything. So if people are interested and, and want to be involved, we'll find a way to um, make sure that, that can happen. So um some people might need extra support outside of the group. Um some people might not have the time and availability to, to make that happen. So you know, whatever we can do to help support um, new dads coming through in what, whatever way, um, that's what we'll try and do. What are the key things that are coming through, either from the group or from other, you know, work that's been done on the experience of uh, of new dads? And obviously it's as diverse as the people to some extent. But what are some of the common stuff that um, is really worth thinking about uh, for supporting new fathers? Yeah. So, I mean, one of the... the key things I guess is that dads just um, I'm not sure quite sure how to put it they kind of feel like they, they don't know or that they're redundant or that they're useless I guess in some ways like not sure of where they fit in the picture particularly in that very first part they're just sort of like uh, what am I supposed to be doing here you know sort of default to the mum um, sometimes you get in-laws you know parents coming in or other friends that sort of like possibly take over and kind of can feel a little bit like on the back foot and unsure about things. And so having a place to, um, you know, recognise that, that, that that's normal to have those feelings, and but but you do have a place and that you do, um, your bond with your child is something that's going to go on forever and ever. And you want to make sure that you're putting in the time and the effort to be there and connect with your child and that's going to grow and develop if they um, become recognise your voice and all those kind of things. Um, but also you're trying to be there to support the mother, like if she's gone through a lot in terms of the pregnancy, but also in terms of like feeling overwhelmed with herself, like how do you support her um, while also making sure you look after yourself. So it is it is a lot to do, but just trying to keep some of those key things in mind is um, it's hopefully going to help. Is it about um, finding what, you know, what your role is, as you say, and... Um wanting to help sometimes but feeling like, oh, you know, I don't know, grandma's turned up and she's going to do it better or whatever. Or or yeah. even, and also understanding the responses of your partner and interpreting those and, and talking about those. Yeah, and even like, you know, that relationship has completely changed now and so where do I fit in? Am I a husband or a partner now or am I just another person? And actually the relationship, you know, how it can feel anyway is that the relationships between the mother and the child and I'm just the, the spare third third wheel kind of does a bit of the um, dishes sometimes. So it is, it can be very, very tricky. And so, but but if you can, I mean, what we're trying to do, I guess, is just bring that awareness out. Is that how it's how it can feel? But it doesn't mean it's how it is. And um, having those conversations with your partner or with, with the mother about, hey, where are we at? Um, and how is this going to look going forward? What are what are some situations that or, um, 
solutions to what we can do about for these next this next month or two. What what do you actually need me to do? Also, not just new dads necessarily in a partnership. Of course, you know any number of combinations of family we have these days, and it might be mm. a father mm. who's not living with the mother. It might be stepfathers, foster yeah. fathers. Um, I, I'm not sure again if you're just early in a pilot whether you've had the full range of experiences but can you speak perhaps to what the different experiences can be and, and again when you're a stepfather do you feel even more sometimes like what what is my role um, yeah 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 for sure I mean like within our group at the moment we've got quite a diverse range of, of people because we've got one one guy who's chosen to become a stay-at-home dad he's worked um, for a long, long, long time, and now he's become a stay-at-home dad, and the mum has gone out to work. So he's he's coming with one type of experience, and he's like, you know, just him, just managing himself and his daily work, um, and kind of like, you know, the, like you said before, he was talking about he vacuums up the hallway, and then two minutes later, he feels like he's got to go and vacuum again because there's stuff everywhere and um, all those kind of things. So how does he manage that? We've got another guy in our group who. You know, he um, well. Some of our guys don't necessarily have access to their children full time either. So, how they feel about those things and being able to um, feel like they're still a part of their child's life is, is important as well. Some of them are, are stepdads and, and you know non non biological dads, I guess. Um, and they you know they struggle as well because they don't necessarily have some of that background to connect with the child, but still feel in a relationship with the mum. But I don't have a relationship with the child yet. And how do I um, you know, make sure that I stay connected, but in a, in, a, in a relevant way. And so, you know, there's there's a whole range of uh, experiences that happen within within our group. And um, you know, some of them are just like first time dads with a new child who's only three months old, and some of them have got children who are now two or three. So the the experience of the child is also increased. You know, the difference between a six month old and a three year old is, is very very different. And um, but the but the key things are still the same, like how do we communicate with the mums or the partners? How do we um, keep ourselves mentally and emotionally um, topped up and on top of our game? How do we, um, you know, manage just the day-to-day stuff that actually still needs to happen while still trying to make sure that we have our own lives and our own sense of identity? Um, and there's also, you know, as things come along, we start to become more aware of who we are in our own upbringing, and this can bring up things as well, like, some of the probably past traumas um, that might have come up and we start to recognise that and we need to do some of the work to be you know, the parent that we want to be. It's a really important point is that at certain times in life, whatever the foundation was for each of us will present itself again and again. Mm. And is this a very vulnerable time for that happening? If you had did not have good experiences of parenting mm. um, or what happened in your early years with how parenting went... This is going to churn some stuff up for you. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, stuff that you hadn't even thought of that, you know, things all of a sudden turn up. And, um, you know, and we, we talk about um, you know, intergenerational trauma and we talk about, um, you know, breaking the cycle. And I guess this is one program that what we're trying to do is to help break that cycle, to give um, these dads uh, a good start to their parenting um, journey. Um, and if we're doing that, then hopefully we're helping uh, the partners and the mothers as well, but also setting up a good foundation for that child to go forward. So in the future, you know, we're not, not just breaking the cycle, but we've got a whole, you know, clean slate going forward for a lot of these children and parents. What is it that you talk about when it comes to those times where you are so 
wound up that you're on the verge of losing control. This happens to both women and men mm. under the stresses of parenting, and mm-hmm. um, clearly a decision has to be made in a moment to keep everyone safe or to avoid something bad happening. And, you know, how do you talk about that when those very, very intense moments come? Yeah, so the times where we're really under stress and we kind of go into that fight-or-flight mode. And, um, yeah, I mean, we... Again, it's building awareness. So kind of what are your stress points and what are your things that really wind you up? We've got um, people in the group who've talked about, you know, their parenting journey of their childhood um, was all about their parents saying to them, you know, harden up, harden up, don't show emotion, don't cry. Those, you know, those kind of messages. And, and as we were talking, you know, talked just before, like that's now coming up in their own parenting, which they hadn't really realised. And so that's affecting the, like the relationships with their with the mother um, and it's affecting the relationships with that child. So they want to be close to the child. They want to um, be a good parent. But sometimes when we get into that high stress moment and there's people crying and it's really intense and I've just got home from work and I've got stuff in my brain and I can't empty it out and I've got no place to, to do those things, we start to be more reactive rather than um, thinking about things. So, you know, we just talk about, you know, if you, if you can pick those moments earlier, the better, obviously, um, but just, if you need to leave the situation, if people are crying, the partner's um, finding it difficult, the child's crying, better for you to take to walk away and actually model what it is when stress happens, to model what it's like to actually walk away and that be okay. Whatever you need to do, is it just walk outside? Is it just walk into the next room? Is it to um, you know, go somewhere and take some deep breaths? Because one, two minutes later, if you catch it early enough, is, is enough time to then come back in a more calm state with a more rational mind where you can actually think about things and talk about things and and make um, clearer um, and better decisions. So then what you show to the child or to the other people in the family is that this is the way to deal with stress and this is the way to deal with when we're in a high emotional state. And actually now that I've come back, it's a lot smoother. We can actually talk about things. Maybe there needs to be some apologies. Maybe there needs to be just a different strategy. Maybe it's maybe we actually just need to walk away again because things are starting to, to amp up again. So um, getting it early and, and modelling what you want your child to do as well. What are your hopes for what happens after this? Because 10 sessions is 10 sessions, and that's yeah. brilliant. But I think you were alluding to it earlier. Women often, you know, I, I can think of, you know, women in their 50s and 60s, actually, mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. great mates with who was in their antenatal group when their first yeah. kids were born. And yeah. that kind of ongoing um, connection, one suspects, that is that is forged out of, you know, the experience of childbirth yeah. and, and yeah. the early years of parenting. Yeah. Yeah. One suspects is more common for women than for men. Do yeah. you hope that some of the, this might be an opportunity for guys to keep up, perhaps, an ongoing oh. kind of, you know, bunch of mates or, 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 or a support network? Yeah, for sure. Like, we're actually coming to our 10th session um, is next next week, and actually that's one of the things we're actually going to talk about. So, Because we are in the pilot phase, and we hope to build off this and use this as a springboard to um, develop more things or, or, or things that are actually going to be supportive in what um, dads want. And so, I mean, there are other agencies that do things out there with parenting, and so we hope to be able to um, work with them, such as perinatal support, and um, develop those kind of groups and resources. But... For sure, we hope to be able to build, like, maybe it's an informal support group that meets every week. Maybe it's going out to men's sheds and developing relationships there. Maybe it's um, um, putting on um, activities and things so that so that kids and dads can come along together and just building that. And then, you know, maybe it starts with with that, you know, informal groups that then lead on to maybe a programming lock hours, which is a bit more in-depth as well. So what comes before is just as important as what comes after. So we definitely hope that um, people, or dads anyway, can continue to have conversations about how to be um, 
connected and confident parents. And would you like to see the pilot extend beyond Nelson? Oh, yeah, I mean, for sure, yeah. yeah. Anything that's going to help people, um, for sure, would be great. I mean, we, we're only focusing in Nelson now because that's where we're based. Um, but I know there's other dads' programs out there in different regions and definitely in the cities and things. And um, if we can get some kind of um, connectivity, I guess, together between all of us um, as we grow and develop, then hopefully we can start rolling this out and um, providing support to other agencies and organisations to support dads in a, um, in a good way. Yamihi, great to talk. Thank you, Aaron Agnew, course facilitator of this program. It's just getting near the end of its pilot, a parenting program available, free 10-week course available to all new dads, stepdads, and also includes men awaiting the birth of their first child. It's been part of a Ministry of Social Development whānau resilience program run by the Family Violence Specialist SVS, Living Safe, in partnership with the organisation Perinatal Support Nelson.